Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the West Coast Prep Series Day in the Life. I'm Mariah Branscombe. And I'm Ian Gill. And today we have Jalen Lewis joining us. Jalen is the youngest professional basketball player in America. Yeah, and Jalen's been ranked number two by ESPN as uh, among high school juniors. He's from Oakland, California, and you've received a lot of interest from some top-tier schools, including Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, and many others. So thanks for being here, man. So, so this is a day in the life podcast. So the first thing I kind of wanted to ask you is what does a day in the life look like as the youngest prep? A day in the life? Um, I'd probably say like 7 a.m. workout. Um, then probably have like a protein bar before that, then have breakfast. Um, then I go to school. Um, we have the school at OTE and then we'll probably, that'll probably be three to four hours. And then we got practice and then skill workouts after that, dinner, recovery, everything like that. So yeah, that's my day in life. Can you give us kind of a run through of what it's like going to school at OTE? I know it's a lot different than your average high school, which is where most people would expect you to be at the moment. Oh yeah, um, I think the real big difference with OTE is they like, like give you um, like your own your own path. Like you don't have to do um, the work in the same order. You have to do it is you have to do it in at another school, and they really like specialize it for the individual. So um, it makes things a lot like easier, more fun. Um, yeah, but then also getting the work done too. Yeah, that's good. That that's good that they kind of let you guys do your own thing. It's probably a lot different from high school. So um, I know that when you decided to go pro, like around a year ago, you probably got a lot of criticism. A lot of people thought you were doing things too early. So what are your thoughts on that? Now that you've been there for a year, do you feel like you regret it, or you wish you could have this college high school experience, or you think this was this was the right thing for you? Nah, I think this was definitely the right thing for me. Just because, like, if I stayed where I was at, I wouldn't have played any type of competition like I've been. I wouldn't have worked on my skills as much as I have and developed them as much as I have. I've gotten a lot stronger, too. Um, and just learned a lot of stuff about the game. Like, I've been around so many, like, people that have been in the NBA and just around NBA players. So, and NBA players too. So, yeah, I think, I definitely think it was the right decision to come here. Like, because I couldn't have stayed at, um, in high school and done all that. I wouldn't have been ready. So has playing in the NBA professionally, has that always been one of your dreams? And if so, like, how have you always worked towards reaching that point? Uh, yes, yeah, been my dream since I was like, probably since I seen the ball, like I fell in love with it for real. But when I started playing with that, when I was three, um, yeah, I really just started loving the game. And every day since like, I, I really started, I think I was probably like four in Sacramento when I started getting like um, on a team and everything like really like on a club team. So 
Yeah, we were just working out every day with my dad. Um, after school, my dad just sacrificed so much for me, like for with basketball. So I've definitely put my all into this. I guess uh, I was just wondering more about the type of attention you're receiving, like Mariah mentioned before. Um, so going back to that, how do you usually deal with that type of criticism in the first place? Like we were mentioning. Oh, like criticism about um, like the decision I made? Yeah, or in general. Uh, I know you're getting a lot of attention now, and I'm sure three-year-old you, when you first picked up the basketball, you probably didn't see yourself in the position you are now. So I'm wondering what it's been like adapting to the change and getting a lot of criticism and praise. Man, it's just really like staying. I learned from my head coach, Coach Ali, just to stay in the center like of the tornado because there's just a lot of stuff going around. I mean, going on. And um, you just got to stay in the center. Like, I don't, you can't focus on any of that. But, you know, it, it feels good to get praised too. And the hate will get to you. But, you know, I just focus on my game and my love for the game and like staying in my zone. So. So it's pretty obvious that basketball is a, a big part in your life and something that you love to do. But um, what would you say is other things that you like to do, like in your free time, hobbies, stuff that you've grown up doing, high school stuff? Other stuff I like to do. I like to play video games a lot. I like to play 2K, Fortnite, um, GTA, like a lot of stuff. But um, I like to read a little bit. I started getting into reading like more. Um, and then I just like to hang out with my friends, like have a good time. Like yeah, everyone loves to do that. But to talk more about friends, since you bring that up, in high school, would you say that you have stayed connected to certain people you've known in high school? Or how has you moving all the way to Atlanta from Oakland where you've grown up? How has that kind of changed your relationships from the people you've grown up with, people you met in high school? It's changed a lot of them. Like, I've definitely lost, like, a lot of friends, like, but... I just had to make that sacrifice because obviously I can't keep up with all of them. And it's just a lot to be trying to stay in touch with everybody. But I, I think I'm staying in touch with the ones like I was closest with. And um, yeah, it was, you know, I, it was a big sacrifice, but it was about what I cared about more, like, my high school experience or like pursuing my dream and like putting myself in the best situation like to be prepared right now like yeah I don't know yeah I really like that because life it really is about sacrifices and you have to sacrifice things to get where you want to be and you clearly you clearly have done that all your life but when you made these sacrifices, would you say that your friends were behind you supporting you? And obviously, Andrew moved to Atlanta, so you have new friends, your teammates that are supporting you too. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, 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 true. Um, yeah, everybody supporting me is definitely like easier. Um, and it makes it all like a lot better. And obviously, I have like 
OTE guys, a lot like new friends out here. Um, so yeah. So Facts. a little more curious to know about what it's actually like stepping foot in OTE facilities and everything. So I know you guys have room and board. You probably fed pretty handsomely from these guys because I know you signed a really lucrative deal for the most part. Can, can you tell me a little bit more about what it's like actually in the facilities? Do you do you find yourself sleeping there? How often do you eat there? What's the food like? Do you have any gripes or complaints about it? Oh, yeah, I'm always sleeping at the facility. Like, I'm always taking naps around because it's just, like, it's so big. Like, like you, you'd be shocked how big it is. Like, everyone who walks in is just like, damn, it's bigger than I expected. Like, it, but, yeah, I'd be sleeping all around for sure throughout the day. But wait, what were the other questions you asked? I was just focused on sleeping while you were, my bad. No, that's all good. It, I mean, that's what you do the most. So it, it fits, man. Um, I was also trying to see what food was like there because I heard somewhere y'all get fed. So I'm really interested in oh, yeah. hotel level stuff. Is this like five star? Yeah, it's five star. Like the, the, we got the chefs in the back. There's like four chefs just like, cooking the whole time like breakfast lunch and dinner so and then there's snacks everywhere um and then they got the like there's also like three people who work on like protein shakes and stuff for like recovery too so yeah they got all that covered okay so if you, had to say, if you had to say out um, of all the food out of all the food the chefs cook what has to be your all-time favorite like your your go-to's out of everything the chef cooks, um, oh, oh. Like, probably just like the pregame meal. She'd be cooking like chicken and rice, but like some juice that she always makes some different juice every day. That's also something she does. It's like something that's just like exotic. But it's always good though. So yeah. All right. You you saying she like uh like you know her really well. Is that is that the case? Like you tied with the lunch lady or what's it like? With the lunch lady? Yeah, yeah I'm okay. pretty tight with it. I mean we we're all pretty tight with we're all pretty tight with it. Yeah, because she's just always around. Like pretty much everyone at OTE is just tight with everybody. That's why it's like so cool to be in there like it's like a family wherever you go it's not like it's like business and a family so it's like it's cool all right you know i i think that's really cool that you say that and it sounds like a cool environment but i mean you got to know a lot of people say that business and family don't mix like never start a business with your mom or your brother so can you see yourself getting in any sort of situations where that might be the case so like where you're going to regret you might but some heads with some of your partners. Like in this situation? Yeah, you're saying it's like a, a business and a family, but you know, for the most part, a lot of people think those two things don't mix. So I'm trying to see if there's an example of that. Have things been have you ever had a moment where you don't agree with somebody on the Oh team? yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure. Like just with the competition. Ever there we've gotten a lot of fights. Um to, but, but we're just like brothers, you know, brothers getting fights, but you know, 
that's how it is. And also with the coaches and the players and the, uh, you know, the people that whatever the treasurers and stuff that pay us and uh, uh, just like what the GMs and stuff, like we get in a lot of comp like not confrontations with them, but um, arguments with them and disagreements. So there's definitely like some tension within the family, as you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I love how you describe it as a family because it shows how much like they mean to you and how close you guys have gotten. But would you say that, um, or how would you describe your family now that you've moved across like your family? Cause you seem very family oriented. So how has that changed over the time or has it gotten better? Maybe it's even you guys have grown apart. Oh wait, you lagged at the end. So um, you said, has it gotten better? And then you said what? Has it gotten better or maybe you guys have even grown apart? Like how has just your family orientation changed or grown over the year? Okay, okay. Um, mm, mm. I think we've been trying our best to like stay, stay together and like talking and um, keeping up with each other and FaceTime and stuff like that but we it's definitely been hard though um with like I haven't seen I just got to see some of my cousins but I haven't seen a lot of my cousins that I usually see a lot like all year um one of my grandmas um you know so it's, it's definitely hard like not seeing them there's a lot of people back in Cali that I haven't seen in a while but yeah, straight though. So um, I'm, I wanted to move away from uh, the particular subject a little bit, just a little bit, because uh, I was really interested to ask you about other things you've had before. Um, I know you have a lot of time, a lot of, well, not a lot of time. you got a lot of time, things taking up your time is what I meant. So I'm just interested if you can tell me a little bit more about what that's like. How often do you have interviews? Are people on your phone all the time? Does it kind of filter through your dad maybe? Um, like how often do I have interviews? Yes, sir. Cause I have seen you in the Chronicle and New York times, quite a few different, uh, yeah. major publications. So and that was like at the start, like, yeah, I remember at the start of OTE, like the start of the year, that whole first couple of months was just hectic. Like so many just phone interviews, like zoom calls, uh, it kind of like wore me out out of all of that. That's why I'm, Oh no, I don't even know how to be like serious on these anymore. It's just like, you know, it's so much, but yeah, I haven't had one in a minute though. So I'm kind of refreshed. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, it sounds like you had your fair share of them already, honestly. So does it seem like the tension's kind of tapering off a little bit now? Like slowly you're kind of just becoming another one of OTE's players and not so much shine around you? Well, yeah, that's that is how it is right now. Um, but that's that's just for me to change. Um, I, I got to step up this season. I got to um, show that I'm one of the best players here. So can you elaborate like a little bit more on 
your plans for this season. It could be about basketball or it could be like if you have any other independent projects, what are your plans for this year to help you grow as just a person, as a basketball player, et cetera? Um, yeah. This year, my plan is like to just really embrace being a pro on the basketball court, like, but on and off the court though, with my recovery and my training and my preparation for games and everything. And I just want to be like really consistent and, um, you know, show, show my best self every time out on the floor. And then I also like want to show my best self in the, in the classroom too, because I feel like last year, um, I, I did, I did, pretty good but I definitely could have been like I definitely could have um just been more attentive like in class like not procrastinated as much and stuff like that so I'm just gonna like really step it up so a lot of people think that OTE isn't the same as a regular school even though you might have the same amount of teaching or education, or you might learn the same things. Do you think that has any merit to it? Do you think that has uh, any standing? Do you agree at all? Um, I think in the situation that we were in last year, OTE could be just like any other school because I went through four classes every day and I sat through them with my classmates and I did my work. And I left, so I did school just like I would have done at my old school. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I get that. I get that. But I got to really want to more. Because it's the same. You go into class, you're sitting down, you're warming up the seat. But you don't got, like, your friends in the halls. You don't got a teacher yelling at you. Or, like, you might not have your parents getting a report card every month. I don't know how it is at OTE, but yeah. a lot of people are kind of like, hey, you know, he's a kid. You should have that. What do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the, like, the environment um, at OTE, I mean, unless, unless you're just talking about not having um, more genders, because it's just all dudes, but, I mean, there, there's some lady teachers and, like, um, stuff like that, but I got to get into all that, but. Some lady teachers. <laughs> we can get into it if you want, man. If you <laughs> we don't got to, but um, what was I gonna say? Dang, I, I keep losing my train of thought. That's all right. Um, I kind of have another question that reminded me of another one I had because I'm trying to learn more about who you are off the basketball court a little bit. So, since school is kind of a subject we're on right now, what would you say? has been your favorite subject either at OTE or like back when you went to school like what subject do you just like learning about my, my favorite subject math for sure math has always been easy and been easy to learn and um I've just been good at it like I'm really just like crazy at math so just more about the OTE school there um what would you say the ratio from teachers to students is like from or teachers to athletes, I guess you'd say for your guys's case, like how big are your class sizes? 
Um, teachers to students, it'll probably be like one to four. Oh, so you guys get a lot of attention though from your teacher, which that's pretty good. Yeah. That sounds almost like comparable to a private school, um, which is not something that I was envisioning. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I guess, you know, we're talking about school a lot, but like I said, I mean, obviously I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what to picture when it comes to OT. Um, I don't know what it's like in there, but kind of going on to you personally, if you weren't, if you didn't take the pro route, let's say you never even played basketball to begin with. Um, you seem pretty academic. You seem like you enjoy it from your own mouth. So what do you think you'd be studying if you took the college route and didn't play basketball? Um, probably something that has to do with math or science. I don't know if I don't want to like major in like a math, like, but I don't know. Probably, yeah, I don't know. Something that has to do with math or science. I guess uh, I want to talk to you more about day in the life type stuff. Um, I feel like we've kind of only scratched the surface with practice and school. What, what else is there? I mean, I'm, Mariah, are you thinking about anything particular about the rest of this day? I'm kind of blanking on what else a professional basketball player does because I don't meet them too often, honestly. Yeah, maybe like just once the practice is done, once everything's done, what do you do with that downtime? Because there probably isn't a lot of it, but like, would you say you use it to watch movies? Like, what do you do when you're not focused on working on your craft, I guess? Uh, I use it like to talk to my friends, uh, hang out with my roommates, the Thompson twins. They're cool, for sure. They just be on 2K, bro. There's sweats on 2K, like they're crazy. They, I thought I was good because I usually be blowing people out, but they beat me. They 20 piece me, both of them. Yeah, that's just. That's just funny to me how you guys play basketball all day and then you guys have a little break time to play more basketball on 2K. But I mean, that's passion. If anything's passion, that's it. But um, when it comes to games or practices, what would you say like your turn up songs? Like what songs just get you hyped? If you had that perfect, that perfect pregame playlist, what's on it for you? Um... Count Me Out by Sofago. That's one of them. That's something new, though. I like listening to Yeet. I'm not going to lie. I've been listening. Like, I like a lot of Yeet. That's fair. Like, all his stuff, for real. And then I like Tim Duncan by Skilla Baby. I like, I like Young Boy sometimes. He gets me into like this is a different type of mentality. Uh, I like Sofago a lot too. Like I like his vibe, and then I like, yeah. Okay, so I'm a I'm gonna switch the the question a little bit because so who's an artist or a song that you listen to that you wouldn't think anyone would expect this professional basketball player to listen to? Like maybe it could be Adele. Maybe it's like. Taylor Swift or something, but like, what's one song that just that you love that people wouldn't expect? Mm, that's a good question. 
And let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Okay, okay. I'm going to be completely honest. It's probably this song by, wait, by Coldplay. Hey, bro, get out. No, it's it's a sky full of stars by Coldplay. That's my song. That was a nice little a little music break you had. I can tell you really you really like that song. I could tell, but uh, I do. Yeah, you're wasting no time getting into that, man. (laughs) We're gonna have to ask you to pull it up. All right. (laughs) So, you know, I, I got to stay on the subject a little bit longer because this is hilarious. But, you know, now that you're a pro, if you get far enough to where you're trying to go, there's a good chance you'll meet people. You know, you're always seeing like Post Malone, literally everybody on the side, on the court side of the NBA games. So if you were playing in the NBA, what kind of people would you like to see showing up to your games? It doesn't have to be a celebrity either. It could be maybe your family, maybe like an old friend you're trying to, you know, flex on. Or it can be a celebrity that you really like, probably Yeet or something. So who who would you think? Uh, I'd probably say I want I want Steph Curry on the sideline watching me play. I want Kevin Durant there, and then I need you know some of my old crew: M. Dizzle, Jay Lee. Uh, but for real though, they're fun to be courtside on some type shit. Yeah, them. Man, I'm sure your friends are really gonna really gonna enjoy that little shout out that they got there. All right. Well, now I mean we kind of have a good look at what you've been doing on your day to day. You know, playing, practicing, eating, playing 2K again. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to ask a little bit more specific on the business side of things, but also you know for your own sake, I'm I'm really interested to see where your head's at and stuff. I know when it comes to your contract, a lot of people criticize the fact that these types of contracts you know your image your name and your likeness they kind of go up in the air and you might not have all the rights to that kind of stuff um so i'm interested if you feel comfortable answering uh, i want to know what your situation is with your name image and likeness if you don't want to answer though can you at least give me your input on that type of stuff in terms of what do you mean your my information so your name image and likeness so like the rights uh ote or whoever has if they're still yours maybe um to sell things in your likeness sell your likeness put your name on things and uh, plaster your image on billboards. Wait, so, yeah, I have control over that. Okay, a, a lot of people like, uh, criticize OTE. Oh, excuse me. Oh, they criticize OTE, you said? Yeah, sorry, there's a little lag, so I'm trying not to talk over you. Um, Yeah, a lot of people criticize OTE, or they criticize other places that have these... Uh, unlike minors i suppose let's say under 18 um signing contracts you know they say like hey what if they're getting scammed you know what if they don't have the rights to their name or their likeness anymore so oh no we i had a whole i had a couple people helping me with my you know contract and everything so i made sure i i like had control over that stuff when i needed to i definitely have a lot more control over my second year um than my first I know that 
my dad mentioned it to me one time. That's cool. I was just trying to kind of take the temperature on it. I like your answer, though. That's good for you, man. Yeah. So it kind of seems like your dad's almost your manager in a sense, or like he kind of just makes sure that make sure that you're on the path that you need to go. Everything runs by him first. So how would you say your dad's presence in your life has impacted you? And what are kind of like the main things that he's done for you that you can just never pay him for or are grateful for? Probably just like sacrifices he's made. Like this one summer he paid like, Damn near went broke this one summer, just paying for me to fly all over the country to go to every camp, like in the whole like U.S. Like I went literally damn near to every state um in the country, and um played in camps and stuff and did good and um got ranked like you know pretty high on whatever their rankings were. And it just helped me like get my name out there. So, and then that was one time he, you know, took a big risk for me. And then getting me into a private school and he didn't have the money, uh, plan paying for me to play on a club basketball team for like four or five years, six years when he didn't have the money. Uh, just, and then on top of that, going pulling up to my pulling up to my 9 10 p.m like practices every night like like third through seventh grade just every night and then work out probably probably a workout right before that after school practice and then we go to club practice at nine so he would just like always can't like he never went to anything at night like you know how adults be trying to go out Friday night, Saturday night. Nah, we have practice Friday night, game Saturday, game Sunday. So, you know, he's just always, like, with me, getting me prepared, taking me to get a protein shake in the morning before my game at 7 a.m. because we play at 8. And then we got another one midday. So, yeah, I'm just spazzing now, but he be doing a lot. So I know how you mentioned a lot about how your dad didn't have the money to do certain, a lot of these opportunities that got you to where you are now, but now that you're where you're at and you're only going up, you're only going to get more money for this stuff. So with the money that you have, that your dad didn't when you were growing up, what would you get your dad to like repay him? If you could get him a gift, an expensive gift, what would you use the money you now have to repay him for all of that? Mm. I got a whisper. I might actually get him something. I don't know. Um, probably like, I think I want to get him like a crazy house, but I want to wait till I really make it. Like, you know, I got to make it. And then I'm trying to get him like something crazy in the hills. But right now, Probably a little gifts, probably a little roly, a little roly, the diamonds. They got to dance too, because he likes when the diamonds dance. I like that. Something like just a little, a little roly, something like. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, the opposite of life for me, but I like it. I like where your head's at, man. Get them too. Um, so I got to ask, we're getting kind of close to the end of uh, all our questions and stuff. So I imagine pretty soon we'll start wrapping it up. But no matter what, I think one of the most important questions I wanted to ask you was having to do with your age. Um, I know, well, everybody knows, you're the youngest pro basketball player signed in U.S. history. And it seems like a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, programs like OTE and even colleges are starting to look at a lot younger players as time goes on. So, you know, it seems like you being the youngest pro basketball player signed ever, you're kind of put in a position as an ambassador for your age group, I should say. Do you, how do you feel having other kids who are younger than you, maybe not even by that much, sort of look up to you and see you as their next, I guess, Kobe or Shaq for kids, you know? How does it feel being an inspiration for the next generation of children? Um, it's, it's a great feeling, but I, I just can't feel it all the way right now until I've accomplished what I, what I want to accomplish. Um, I just can't feel it all the way. I can't embrace it. Like I'm just too focused, but yeah, definitely like, um, feels good just to see the kids. Cause I knew what that was like once when I was looking up to people like Aaron Gordon and stuff when I was a kid. So. So for, to kind of elaborate on that question before we finish closing things up, what advice would you get them for kids that are trying to reach the next level or get to the the pro stage that you're at and even beyond, like what advice do you have for them to get there along the journey? What sacrifices do they need to make? What values, stuff like that? Hmm. I would say first ask yourself, do you love the game? And then <laughs> I'm over here turning to MJ on a commercial. <laughs> um yeah i'll probably just say like just like that's actually real though ask yourself do you love the game and like work on that like if you're gonna if you're gonna grind grind like i don't know i've been grinding since i was a kid like it's just been a lifestyle but People pick up the game at different ages. Um, so I don't even know what that's like to pick it up at a different age. But I feel like once you have that love for the game and you want to get there, it's just about what do you want to change in your game? What do you need? Like, what do you need to change to be a pro level player? Um, like, and what do you need to do every day to change that? And then obviously based on whatever age you're on, you got time. I'm running out of time. I I remember people used to tell me I got time. I got time. Time is now. Yeah, I really like that. And I feel like that kind of goes for everything or anything you do, like just to find what you love and, and grind. All right. Well, this has been super great, Jalen. Um, thank you for joining us here on the podcast. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we hope you can join us next time on the West Coast Prep Series Day in the Life. Appreciate y'all.